Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. And I'm doing things a little bit differently today. I love bringing professional speakers to you and communication experts to you. Today, we have an expert in the house, and she is going to really give you some energy unlike any energy you've ever experienced on this podcast. So today, I am so happy to have with me Kay Hutchison. Kay, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Bridget. I am supercharged and happy to be here today. And I'm really looking forward to sharing strategies that your audience can use to help them to be more comfortable and just refine and polish their presentations. Right, right. And and although you're not truly by definition, like you don't have business cards to say you are a professional speaker, let's just be very clear with everyone. You are indeed a speaker. You teach on a regular basis. And let me tell you, that's mostly where I got my practice. A lot of my professional practice was teaching when it came to speaking. So you're a Chinese energy medicine expert, but you're also a teacher. So let's just be very clear about that. Now, the first thing I want to talk about with you, Kay, this got me very excited when you told me that this was something that you wanted to address on the podcast, is energetic voice resonance, and body language. Talk to us about those two things. What are what are those? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, we know what it is intuitively. Think about a time when you've heard a voice, perhaps on a podcast, or you were in a conference, and that voice immediately helped you to be comfortable, opened your heart, made you feel safe, got you into a place where you were intrigued with the information, right? Do you ever recall having that kind of an experience? Absolutely. There are some people that just have those voices, that just take you places, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we even notice that in commercials. There's sometimes commercials that we listen to, especially like a lot of the high-end uh, car commercials, you hear these melty, luxurious, velvety voices as the voiceover pieces, and they, it just draws you in and grabs your attention. So that's energetic resonance through a voice. It is a state that evokes in us a sense of safety, a sense of enjoyment, a sense of pleasure. And of course, you know, body language follows right with that. Although we're doing a podcast, when you're looking at a presenter that has that energetic resonance in the voice, you're going to notice that they're very grounded in their body language. It's open. It's relaxed. You look at them and you go, "Ooh, wow, there's a wave of relaxation coming off of this person and confidence. So those things are really important because they can make or break your ability to really connect with your audience deeply and to make conversions or to create relationships that are productive for your business. Now, talk to us about this idea of internal stress and emotional response from the audience. Because I know in discussing this topic with you, this how do you own the microphone, 
you told me that the two things that are going to greatly, greatly impact that energetic voice resonance is internal stress and emotional response from the audience. So will you talk to us about those two pieces? Absolutely. Let's kind of break that down. Let's take the first one, because the first one is really that idea that we and what you're putting out through the voice is impacted by what you're experiencing inside of yourself. And I don't know a human being that doesn't get nervous and anxious about presenting, no matter how many times I've been in front of an audience, there's always that little piece of nervousness that comes up, which you say so beautifully in your books, that you can use that as a positive tool to really keep you on your toes and make sure that you're doing the research and preparing well, you can use that energy in a positive way to push you forward as a presenter. And so that internal stress, though, for some people can build to a level where their voice becomes faster than perhaps they're intending it to be, where their voice begins to have a higher pitch or gets kind of grainy or gets in that that resonance that the ear goes, oh, not quite. I don't really want to listen to a 30 minute of this voice. And so all of the feelings that we have internally, for example, if you have sadness or sorrow, you may have kind of this sadder, more, less energetic, I should say, a less energetic quality to your voice because we say that sadness kind of melts your energy. So it can be that voice that kind of makes people say, you know, I'm starting to get tired just listening to this. So whatever emotion that we have going on in our body is going to show up in our voice. So one of the things that's really important is acknowledging what that feeling is And then taking a moment to do a quick shift of whatever that feeling is. Let's say for a moment, it's anxiety and you've got those shakes and you're nervous. So one of the things that you can do is do a long exhalation for a count of five, four, three, two, one. Short inhale, exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Short inhale. Last time, exhale, and then breathe naturally. And what that does is it resets your vagus nerve, one of the longest nerves in the human body that's responsible for that jittery feeling. So this is one of the jitter busters that can immediately begin to calm your system down, calm your feelings down so that your voice reflects that calmer state and connects more with your audience. So that's the internal stuff that we're talking about. And I'm going to give you a moment to chime in on that because I can right. see you in thoughts. Right, right. No, I. we forget about the power of breathing, right? I mean, as a child, if we got upset, we were told to go take a breather, right? Right. We're told to you know count to 10 and just slow down our breathing. And we forget about how impactful just paying attention to that air in, air out, and feeling that diaphragm. I want us to make sure that we're feeling that, filling up the, the diaphragm, not, not the lungs, everybody. Feel the diaphragm because when you feel the diaphragm, it causes your voice to sound more powerful. Your, your words are floating on, on that air that's, that's coming out of your diaphragm. But when you feel... When you fill up your lungs, your shoulders go up mm-hmm. and it's shallow, it's shallow air. But if you want to sound more confident, 
also get rid of the, the jitters, use this jitter busting methodology here from Kay. Fill that diaphragm and just take a second. Mom was right when she would tell you to go take a breather for just a second. Now, talk to us a little bit about audience response because I know there was something in there about the, the emotional response from the audience. What is that and, and how do you handle that? How do you manage audience response in a way that ensures you're still owning the microphone? Yes, absolutely. This is a big piece that I think gets overlooked. I believe every single one of us is empathic, that we are sensitive, beautiful radars that pick up on the resonance of other people. Now, when you're up there on stage and you are nailing it and crushing it, you can feel that energy coming from the audience. You can feel their acceptance, their love. You can feel that connection. It's live. It's moving through you. And when that's happening, believe it or not, there can be parts of yourself that are getting overstimulated by that. If you've ever had that time when you went and crushed it and then after you finished your presentation, you had to go take a three-hour nap because it was just so much love and energy that came at you. And so part of making sure that your voice and your body language stays calm even when you're receiving all of that love is to make sure, check your posture, make sure your feet, if you are doing a podcast where you know no one's looking at you, make sure your feet are connecting in with the floor. If you are live in front of a real audience, just take a moment to consciously connect with your feet. Just put your mind on that for just a moment and say, I'm going to absolutely ground myself as I receive this information and this beautiful love from the audience. And so that's one way that you can really make sure that what's coming into you is not overwhelming you. Now, that's the case where you're crushing it. We've all had those moments where mm, we're not really sure. We may be hearing crickets. We thought we just <laughs> nailed it and we, we, we prepared so well but we're not quite getting the response that we thought we might get. So that energy coming forward can agitate and activate your own natural anxiety. And it can kind of make you pull back a little bit. And so your voice might end up sounding less confident. So again, what do you want to do in that situation is you want to just take a step back into yourself let yourself have a moment where you're kind of just disconnecting from the response from the audience and coming back into remembering who you are, what your gifts are, and what it is that you have to share. Again, just taking that pause, exhaling long and deep and using that diaphragmatic breathing to kind of just release out that stress and negative energy you might be picking up on from the audience. And just inhale, remembering through that inhalation, this is my gift and this is where it's going to land today. And I absolutely have that confidence that whoever needs this message is really going to take it to home. And that immediately begins to take the pressure off of yourself. And you have to remember the audience is really there cheering you on. People are not sitting there saying, oh, I hope he bombs or, oh, I hope she flops. They're really hoping that you'll do a great job. So you know, don't, don't stress out too much. If you're not getting the response that you were hoping to get from the audience, take those breaths like Kay suggested, 
and know that it's going to be okay. <laughs> it is going to be absolutely fine. Kay Hutchinson of Aiki Healing is a Chinese energy medicine expert with more than 18 years of experience helping empathic clients regulate their energy and dial down the overwhelm, the exhaustion and anxiety that comes along with being sensitive radars so that they can achieve peak productivity, calm focus, and vibrant states of health and energy. Kay is also the author of Five Elements Healing, a practical guide for reclaiming your essential power. And it's available on Amazon, as well as on the Kajabi platform as an expanded audio course. And Kay's developed holistic presentations for conferences all over about how communities of color can heal depression and anxiety naturally while improving overall health and well-being. One particular conference was the Central Texas African-American Family Support Conference, where she made that presentation. And these presentations of Kay's include hands-on energy resets, where Kay energetically modulates her voice to create brainwave shifts and deep states of relaxation in audience members. And I love that. I am going to ask you, Kay, what is a favorite strategy that you have for making presentations and making sure that you're always owning the microphone? What is a strategy? We know you have that hands-on activity, but what else do you add to your speaking lineup, if you will, to make sure that you're always giving a presentation that sizzles? Absolutely. It is the simplest thing. It's remembering to speak more slowly. The quality of the voice and dragging out words and just creating a slower flow as I'm doing right now will begin to shift the audience to that place of relaxation where they are more open and welcoming of what it is that I have to share. And an example of that is I was in Clubhouse with an audience of a hundred, a thousand uh, and five, 1.5 K is what it was. And I'm stuttering over that. Why? Because I'm an introvert, right? I am someone that's not accustomed to being in rooms that large on Clubhouse. And they brought me up on the stage to give an opinion. And what was happening was a conflict Ooh, from the mom moderators and audience members and people were actually doing what interrupting each other and talking over each other and this was looking at the roles between men and women and women were jumping in and saying no I don't agree with that and the men went well no sister you just got to say this or that I, I don't really really want to hear from your opinion right now they were just jumping all over each other and then in the midst of that they turned to me and said sister Kay what do you have to say and I said so I really am appreciating all of the viewpoints because I think there's great validity here. Let's take a moment to breathe together, to fill into the energy of our diverse perspectives and just hold that for a little while before I share what my opinion is. And then I shared my opinion. Notice how I slowed that down. Immediately, it got the room into a calmer space it got the room into a place of being able to hold and contain the information versus reacting. So that simple strategy of just slowing down your voice. And you can practice that in the mirror too. If you find yourself 
rehearsing and speaking too fast, which is, by the way, a neuro-linguistic programming technique. Sometimes people deliberately talk fast to try to rile your energy up so that they can present a certain viewpoint and you're more likely to kind of go along with that because your energy is like I'm on that train going forward with the person because they're talking really fast you can see how that works right right we've all experienced that but when you begin to slow it down what it does to the audience's brain is it tells them this is a safe space no one's trying to manipulate me here I'm okay and therefore I can really welcome in what it is that the speaker is presenting. So slowing down and dragging those words out, behaving as if those words are the sweetest molasses on your tongue and just letting them roll off. It really makes a difference in being able to feel comfortable within yourself because it slows you down, it gets you grounded and it makes a difference in the audience being able to connect. And even practice with friends and family. In everyday conversations, just practice slowing down your speech then and getting into that habit. That's something I have to work on incessantly because I'm always excited about everything. I don't care if I'm talking about a bike ride, a presentation, a fly on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) So just slowing down your speech in everyday conversations. Everybody's heard me say this before. If you practice, practice, practice every single day, being a competent communicator and using the tools that you're hearing from the experts on this show, put those in place no matter where you are, at a gas station, talking to the attendant, at the grocery store, talking to the cashier, at the bank, talking to the teller. Use everything that you're hearing all the time not just when it's showtime or when it's game day, because athletes don't wait until game day to all of a sudden get themselves together. They're using those skills and working those muscles and working that body out and practicing plays well in advance of game day. So that's what I want you to do is everyday conversations use what Kay is suggesting here. Now I'm going to flip the script a little bit You are going to have the opportunity to ask me a question a little later on, Kay, and it can be about anything. I can't believe I said that. It can be about presentations or not, but you'll have that opportunity in a bit. So start thinking. I'm going to continue flipping the script and ask you this. We're talking about slowing down the the voice and you're helping me, not slowing down the voice, slowing down the rate of speed at which you speak. And... I'm going to ask you, does that work if let's say you have a group of people who have worked an overnight shift, it's 6 a.m., they're showing up to hear you speak. What do you do? Do you use that same strategy? How do you make sure these people are dialed in who have just gotten off of an eight, 10 hour shift? Absolutely. What they're needing to do is to relax deeply because they're tired, but they're also lacking energy. So one of the strategies you can do is you can start out talking in the normal rate 
just to grab their attention so they don't nod off on you. And that's exactly what I did. I was addressing a group of people that got off of the night shift at what is now Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. It was called Hospera in Austin. And I was invited to talk and give some uh, guidance and some movement. They wanted me teaching movement too at that hour in the morning. So one of the things was just talking in this natural voice. This is my normal pace. There's nothing slow about this. And I just said, okay, one of the things that I'm really realizing is that you are all exhausted. So the first thing I'm going to invite you to do is get comfortable, take your shoes off, find a place, lay down on the carpet. You don't even have to sit up for this presentation. So let's take a moment to get your bodies comfortable. Oh, as you're moving, I invite you to begin breathing a little bit more deeply. Get that oxygen into your body. Take that fuller breath as you're sliding those shoes off, as you're sliding your socks off, as you're rolling your jacket up to make it into a pillow where you can lay down. And as you're doing that, just begin to slow down and allow yourself that moment of deeper relaxation. I promise the energy will come flowing in as you begin to breathe more deeply. And so we just went into a meditation at that time, because again, it's that matter of activating that idea that it's safe, it's pleasurable, the internal self was going, I want this, I want this, I want this. And so even though you might have thought intuitively, I should talk more fast to kind of grab their attention and razz them up. But their systems were on burnout. They were tired after that time. So if I had continued to speak at a normal rate, it would have overtaxed their neurology and their brain flow, and they would have tuned me out. But in going slowly from a normal pace into a slower pace, they were then able to really stay with me the whole way. And they did qigong movements, which is like tai chi. They did all these movements for nearly 45 minutes. And as a result of that, one of the executives became my long-term private client because she was just so impressed with how well the people responded to my ability to modulate just even the pacing and how fast I was speaking to meet the audience's needs. You know, as you're talking, you make me think about something that you launched, a project, if you will, that you launched for executive empathic women and boss ladies, Get Your Mojo Back, a hands-on eight-week audio healing journey for empathic women with serious exhaustion and anxiety. And I know in it, you work or walk people through or give them an experience where they're getting changing, life-changing tools uh, for empowering themselves with greater states of focused calmness and higher states of energy. And that almost seems oxymoronic. What? Greater states of focused (laughs) calmness and higher states of energy? It seems like those two just don't go together, but listening to you talking about that presentation with those those pharmaceutical experts or professionals, if you will, where <laughs> you were focusing their calmness, but it also put them in a position to do these exercises for nearly an hour. It's amazing. And, and, and everybody just think about if you can find your center is what I'm going to call it. And just ground yourself and stand with your feet. 
shoulder width apart because Kay is spot on when she talks about having your feet connecting with that ground, how it makes such a difference. The next time you have an important phone call, stand for that phone call. The next time you have to make a webinar presentation or attend a webinar meeting and you know you'll be called upon to speak, stand for that meeting, stand for that webinar. There's a different kind of energy when you sit down versus when you are standing. So find your center, stand with your feet shoulder width apart when you start that presentation and just do that breathing that Kay tells you. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden, I know you will feel that energy come up. Okay, what's your question for me? The spotlight's on me now. Well, not the spotlight. (laughs) <laughs> the microphone light. <laughs> we'll go with that. So here's my question for you, Bridget. And I know you talk a lot about this in your book. I'm such a fan. In fact, your books are required reading for my students in the business component of my program. So my question for you is what do you do when you're having that day where physically you may be ill, you may have a cold, there may be something going on that is really affecting your physical energy and it's affecting your voice. Maybe there's a scratchy throat. What do you do as a world-class presenter to really own the mic when you're having a day like that? Because I know a lot of people find themselves in that position. Right. So the 48 hours before my presentation, I try to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to ensure that I am putting myself in a position to be at optimal health when it's time for that presentation. Whether it is making sure that I'm already washing my hands constantly, but anyway, making sure that I'm washing hands, staying away from germs as best as possible, or at least uh, keeping the germs at bay as much as possible to try to keep myself from getting sick, even if it means making sure that I don't eat anything strange or anything new, not introducing anything new to my body that my body would you know, say, wait, whoa, what is that? What, what is going on? I can't say that I've ever had like some kind of a problem with my, my throat or scratchy throat or anything like that before a presentation. But uh, I, I do try to make sure that I'm, I'm taking measures to not ingest anything that would put me in a position to where I'm going to have a problem uh, with my throat. Uh, as you can imagine, alcohol needs to be off limits within 48, 24 hours of your presentation for the obvious reasons, but also because that can cause problems with your vocal cords, that alcohol. Also stay away from salty foods, things like bacon. Don't have bacon for breakfast and then get ready to do a presentation. That salt is going to dry your mouth. It's going to cause you to want water. Who wants to watch somebody during a presentation constantly needing to take sips of water? Definitely have a bottle of water with you. I keep water with me all of the time. And taking occasional sips, especially if you're presenting for more than 60 minutes, that's absolutely uh, okay, acceptable, nothing out of the ordinary. But stay away from salty foods before your presentation. Stay away from milk and any dairy products before your presentation because that milk can cause mucus to build in your mouth. And just like nobody wants to watch somebody constantly having to take sips of water, nobody wants to deal with or listen to somebody constantly having to swallow and clear their throat and go on. So those are some recommendations I have for you. Where I thought your question was going was, when you don't feel well, just period, just not feeling it, what do you do? So I'll tell you, I push through. 
I say to myself, this presentation is bigger than me. This presentation is not about me. It's about the audience. What did the audience come to get? And how am I going to suck it up and give it to them? (laughs) Those are my recommendations. Just be very, very aware, hyper vigilant of taking care of yourself. I mean, Take care of yourself like you're some kind of a temple because you are, your body is. Be aware of what you're putting in it and only put the absolute best in it all the time, frankly, but definitely at least two days before that presentation. Don't introduce anything new because your body will say, well, hold on, I don't know what you're doing to me and I don't like it and I'm going to make you pay the price. (laughs) And then just find, find that center, find something that has you empowered and feeling like people are counting on me to show up and show out. And that is exactly what I'm going to do. And I I can sleep on the plane. I can curl up in a ball after I'm done with this. But when this light is on and this microphone is on, I better be on. So there's my answer. (laughs) I love that. And that dovetails with what you said earlier about practicing and practicing and making these strategies a part of your everyday life. So you're saying too, don't just do this right before the presentation, although you really have that radar to make sure that you are really partaking of things 48 hours. But if you're doing that as part of your everyday lifestyle, you're going to be ready to get up there. You're going to tend to have the greatest level of health. And here's the other thing. If you're doing those things, and if by some reason you still end up with the throat issue or something like that, you're in a position to move through it and plow through it. Because as you say, you know that when the presentation is over, boom, you can pamper yourself and restore every single aspect in your body that is needed, as well as take that downtime mentally. There you go. There you go. Hey, anything else that we need to know to make sure we always own the microphone? I think the key thing is just remembering to stay connected to your mission and your gift that you have an extraordinary way of serving the audience. And as long as you keep that in mind, that you're there to serve and that you have divine capacity to make the fullest of your ability to serve, then no matter what it is that you're presenting in whatever format, you will absolutely fulfill that mission. Now, I know you have ongoing programming. Will you share with the audience your 10-week course that you have? Sure. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Get Your Mojo Back, which is that program that is empowering empathic women to really learn how to regulate and modulate not just their voices, but all aspects of their energy to avoid that overwhelm that we can get when we are sensitive raiders in the world and to avoid anxiety and to make the most of our calm, focused states so that we can have that peak performance. Fantastic. I had called it an eight-week course at one point, and I thought, is there another course that I'm thinking about that's 10 weeks? So <laughs> glad that we got it in there, not once, but twice. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Everybody, I know you're going to want more of Kay Hutchinson. Please find her on Clubhouse at Ike, that's A-I-K-I, Healing. And uh, she. the name of her club is Quantum Tools for Empathic Women. Also find her on Facebook. She has a five elements healing community. It's a private group. Check that out. And then she's also on Instagram at IKeyHealing. Kay, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Hey.
Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bridget. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone. <laughs>